We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella and I'm Dom and this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. Can you believe this? The jungle gave me fungus. I was trying to order an Uber on Uber Eats. You could have been a rainbow fox. You could be anything, really. And you know what? It all comes down to imagination. We are recording. We are live. We are live yet again in different bloody countries. Can you believe that we're doing this again? I actually (laughs) cannot believe. I mean, I can and I can't believe, like, one, how fast the time's gone that we've done, like, long distance recording and then being overseas, me being overseas, you'll next be overseas and we just still show up, we still make it work and we've got stories to tell, which is the best part. So many bloody stories to tell. And actually what's the most interesting thing about when either one of us is overseas for some time, because we're kind of trying to live in the moment, we're obviously communicating with each other a lot, but I think when it comes to like the big things that we want to tell each other, we save it for the podcast, which I really enjoy because you get the genuine reaction of what's been going on in each other's lives. Well, speaking of keeping things in, the summer I turned pretty on Prime Video, it's out now, guys, and babe, we need to talk about it. This is one show that I've seen advertised everywhere and I had to jump on the trend of watching it because it kind of gives me that summer romance vibe. I'm in my reading moment right now and I'm in that zone. So when this show came up, it is the second season out now on Prime Video, but I just had to watch it and Ella and I we're pretty into it. It's actually really cute. So it's like there's this gorgeous girl, she's caught in a love triangle between two and I'm going to say like I think they're fucking cute boys. Like, what do you reckon? Do you think they're cute? They're gorgeous, but they're, they're brothers. They're this bro- is the thing. And they're so brothers. It makes it so hard. So she's caught in this love triangle between two brothers. Yeah. And it's it, it's dealing with, you know, first loves, yeah. first heartbreaks, all during the most perfect summer. Like, it's so picturesque and, and beautiful where they are. It Can is. you believe where it's all based? And the way that they've edited things as well. But... Obviously, without giving away too many spoilers to you guys, it's actually sparked a conversation between us both and we wanted to open this one up to you guys. So basically, long story short, the latest episode really delved into the love triangle between Belly, who's the main character, and the brothers Jeremiah, which I love the name Jeremiah, and Comrade. And this episode, we actually saw things from Jeremiah's perspective mm. and flashbacks we hadn't seen before. So even if you haven't watched the first season, you do kind of get the picture pretty quickly, but it's really intense flashbacks and it brings a lot of emotion actually. Mm. And what struck out most to me was how Jeremiah allowed his brother Conrad to date Belly despite mm. being in love with her just to let them both be happy. And that was like a wall, man. Like that was just so selfless. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and I was like putting myself in their shoes. Like if that was me and if I had a sister and if it was – I was like really just thinking, could I actually do that? But, yeah, I mean it made us think like what would the biggest sacrifice be that we've done for love or what you've done for love? Babe, do you have a story? Have you got anything? I mean I feel like in my dating years I've done – 
And I've gone to like crazy measures for love. I mean, look, here on the podcast, you heard all about my summer romance last year and everything that went down with that. And I guess it wasn't really love. It was more lust at the time. But I think in terms of love, you just put yourself last. Um, When you love someone so much, it can kind of turn toxic because you're not even thinking about yourself anymore. You're putting that person like on a pedestal and you'll do anything for them. And it's funny, I was actually having this conversation with the boys here whilst in Bali because, you know, there's four cats here and my partner's allergic to cats and, you know, the crazy things that he's done for love with me, you know, like overcoming allergies. And like it actually is crazy the things that we do. And for me, I mean, again, this isn't so much love, but, you know, I travelled to London to visit a guy because – I was, you know, daydreaming and fantasizing about a potential love story there. And it just goes to show, like, we really do (laughs) crazy shit if we want to feel that love or that feeling. We do. We, We go to crazy lengths and measures to try and find love. And I think this show really captures that. Mm. But we better get back into the episode now, guys. But if you are looking for a new show that takes you right back and makes you feel all of those complicated and messy teenage feels we've all been through, try out The Summer I Turn Pretty on Prime Video. It's out now. All right. Now let's get into Love X, babe. Oh, my God. What even? Where do we? Where do... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, where do we start? Like, seriously, it took me, I think it took me three days to get over it. May, I it, mean. You know, that was the amount of time that we spent in the dungeon of Love X. And it really was like a dungeon. Like, we got there, we both got in, in Brizzy, we landed. It was, I went from the airport, mind you, with two 24 kilo fucking suitcases that I carried. I was going straight to Bali from Brisbane and... It actually wasn't too bad, but my Uber driver asked me if I had a dead body in my suitcase. He was like, why do you, like, what's going on? And I'm like, ah, you know, podcasting equipment was in one. And this shit's heavy. Like, this mic itself, I reckon, I reckon the mic itself with the stand is probably three kilos, I would say. It's pretty solid. And then the big roadcaster that you've got to kind of plug into your laptop is in itself... Huge and then as well. So I've got two three meter cords because I bought two mics just in case I record with someone else. And then the laptop and then the iPad and then your selfie stick. So like one suitcase was just full of the tech stuff. Yeah. And I was passing out, but you know, imagine if I lost that suitcase. Oh. Well, funny you say that, Dull. Well, because we we will get to uh, about losing suitcases. <laughs> Look, let's debrief on Love X first because I went down to the dog park the other afternoon and all of my mates down at the dog park were like, how is Love X? And I was like, how do I describe it to people that have never been to a sexpo, um, didn't see anything online? And I don't really know how to describe it, but I think for me it was life-changing in one way or another because I, number one, learnt so much. Like it was educational, like bottom line, but also it just opened my eyes to – so many different, I guess, ways of of living. You know, these people, whether it be, you know, dom submissive, um, you know, the the kink, the the tantra, it was just wow. The way that I kind of like think about Love X and like the people and how it is like this underworld, you know, it's taboo, it's like not spoken about. 
But the way that I kind of see it, it's like a certain way of they live and like their mm. beliefs and it's, you know, especially like the tantra, tantric, oh. sorry, kind of like the energy orgasms. Like it's just like this like community when this episode goes live, guys, I'm going to upload a video uh, that my amazing friend Isabella, she came up with us to do all of our socials. Shout out to Izzy, you're amazing. Izzy, you're uh, she took this video of us when we were watching uh, the Shibari. I don't even know what to call it because we stumbled upon this as we were walking through the stalls at Love X and it was like this ritual. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I, I really do want to like look into it because yeah. it, it fascinated me. Uh, but it was – I think it has something to do with full body orgasms, but it was these two women performing this ritual with these ropes and it was just kind like, of it, it's, mesmerising you, but also scary. It, yeah, it's – for someone who has never seen that kind of stuff before, like, yes. yeah, it's a bit weird if you're just walking by and you see these – you know, there's a one, there's one chick and then there's two women like literally – like all over her touching her body and like they're putting her there one of them was putting her lips in between her breasts and they're saying yeah scratching her and scratching it's like they're feeling sensations but they're also chanting and saying certain things and it's very spiritual and like you know energy and on Gwyneth Paltrow's show, she's actually got yeah. one episode that's all about it. And there's a couple. Oh. Yeah, if you guys want to know more about it, there's a couple that sh- like host classes for um, people in relationships who want to experience it. And you literally see them sitting intertwined, like legs wrapped around yeah. each other and running their hands across their bodies and their genitals and like their breasts. And, and the woman who was like receiving it, she literally has a fucking orgasm. Like, wow. and you know, when we have an orgasm and obviously we, we all experience it very differently, but for me, it's like this, you know, your body like shakes and like it tenses yeah. and your, your toes might curl in a bit and things happen, right? And in, yeah. this, in the goop episode, this woman is literally having an orgasm without any genital penetration, without any actual wow. touching. It's like... It's almost unbelievable because you're like, how the fuck does that even happen? I I might have to go back and like watch that because it was such an eye-opening experience seeing that those women doing that in front of us last weekend. And it did pique my interest. I was like, I wanted to know more about it. So I might have to actually go back and watch that because that was probably the, I guess – not, I don't want to say shocking, but it, it really did open my eyes to be like, okay, wow, there really is this underground of way of living that people really are like into, yeah. you know? And and, th- and then it made me think, I'm like, oh my God, am I really this vanilla? But then I thought to myself, well, no, I think it's just there is this underworld of, you know, kink and fetish and yeah. dominatrix and mistress and all of these things. It's just... It's out there. It's I haven't sought it out because it's not something that is a fetish for me. But if it was, this community is out there for people. And it's also, I think, like mass. You know, it plays a big role what you've been exposed to from a young age. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. My friends don't really, you know, we don't talk about fetishes in particular, like what we would have seen at Love X. But like, it's I'm curious to know, like, at what point, you know, for them, did they sort of like, oh, I want to explore you know, walking around with the leash and being the dom yes. or the sub, like at what point in their life were they like or what was it that intrigued them? 
was it a partner that said, hey, I want to explore this and then it was something that they opened up to? It's, it is really interesting because I, I do think it comes from something that happens in your life, whether you're exposed to it by a partner or by a book or watching a TV show, something might pique your interest or, you know, and then it's like, oh, I might want to scratch the surface there and dig into that a bit more and experience that. It really is such an experience. Like, and I think the big thing about, you know, all the stuff that we saw, the bondage and like the rope, yeah. I'm not sure the word, word for it, but it's not just about having an orgasm for a lot of these people in this kind of community. It's about, I mean, sometimes they're doing something for an hour and they're not even having sex or doing oral sex. It's like, it's the actual process that could take an hour or two of tying up a woman in rope, like that the person who's tying and doing the rope, they're actually getting pleasure from doing that. Yes. So it's actually a form of foreplay. Yeah, and that's what is. I didn't realise until we went to Love X was yeah. that, okay, this is actually foreplay. This is before you even fuck. This yeah. is before any you're, – you're like penetrating a person in any way. And then they had the form of the hot wax where she was like pouring the wax and rubbing it on you and – like and there's there is was, special it, candles. It was so eye opening. Like I wouldn't just be using any candle. There is actually yes. sex candles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That have like I was oil. I was gonna say because I was watching and I was like she's not just using some random Lalabo candle she's no, no, got no, no, in, no. The, in the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is like yeah, they've got like ones that have <laughs> like you know really nice essential oils in them, and it, it's meant to get to a certain temperature, and then you're meant to pour. Like there's instructions on how to do it, guys. Don't be lighting candles and pouring it on yourself. Like, yeah, because yeah. that, that is like a bit dangerous. And also as with like all the shibari and the kink, especially the like in the gimp suits, the people that were like putting the guy in the ball and like sucking all the air out of it, I think it has to be done under supervision, I, I assume. Like obviously I've never been to one of like a gimp suit party or whatever, whatever you want to call them. Like I think they do it when there's a lot of people around because – it actually is quite dangerous if you're restricting people's breathing and yeah. stuff like that for pleasure. And I, I understand when it comes to like like choking and all of that kind of stuff because people find pleasure out of that. Yeah, I know. And like the gag, the the balls, the gag thing. The ball, in the gag ball. Yeah. The I mean, I there mean, were the, balls everywhere. There was balls for the asshole with little uh, uh, <laughs> tails. <laughs> there was, yeah, the anal plugs. So there was the metal anal plugs, which I was yeah. actually telling Dom um, – yeah, look, they look. I will. I'll be completely honest. The metal anal. They're, they're, that's a bit of an ouch. Uh, but these ones, yeah, are, love metal. X, like it's they had long tail. Like if it was in your bottom, you'd look like you'd had a fluffy rainbow tail. Yeah, you could have been a fox. You could have been a rainbow fox. You could be anything really. And you know what? It, it all comes down to imagination. Yeah. And I'm. I feel like I'm still living in the Barbie world because I'm. I'm stuck in Barbie talk. And I, I promise this will get back around to where it comes to love X. But yeah. The idea of Barbie and white so popular is because it comes to imagination and I feel as though Love X, you stepped into that world, right, when you went to the expo and your imagination is able to run wild. And as human beings, we like to use that sense, like that our sense of imagination. We don't get to do it, you know, unless you work in a creative job where you can – explore your imagination daily for people who work just mundane you know nine to five jobs 
it's a way that they can express themselves yeah. and use their imagination. So I'm all for it. I, I thought it was brilliant. I just thought that no one was being judged there. It was actually this feeling of like, oh, my God, everyone here is just so – like loving and accepting. And all ages as well, you know, there was yeah older women there wearing almost nothing and they're just like, fuck yeah, like I'm feeling my fucking self and they all yes. feel so – they would all feel so safe because it's like their community, you know. They can't walk – they can't be like that maybe with their friends and with their family but then when they're at these sorts of events – that are hosted for them, it's like they can feel liberated and like themselves and so freeing. And even you and I, you know, we were saying like we feel so free being here because yes. we may not be dressed like them and, you know, have potentially the confidence and all that sort of stuff to do what they're doing. But we just felt like just like inspired in a way to be more sexual with ourselves and comfortable with ourselves and if I want to wear that for my partner fucking do it like and then you know I bought a really gorgeous sexy set oh yes haven't have you worn it yet oh it hasn't come out yet hasn't come out yet (laughs) um I think I know when I want to do it I've got a really beautiful surprise booked for guy while we're uh here in Uluwatu an amazing massage followed by like a romantic dinner so I think it might be that night yeah well that sounds a bit you know that sounds perfect the right time and it it sounds perfect for that but it it just taught me as well it's like you know what wearing like that beautiful lingerie and dressing up also doesn't just have to be for your partner it can be for yourself as well to make you feel good and that's something that I really embraced while being at Love X because you know we had each night a sh- an amateur strip show so people from the audience could come up and do a strip and you'd have a chance to win money and that was like probably the highlight for me because the confidence that the men and the women had it was just like wow I need to stop like hating on myself for my insecurities when like these people can get on stage and fully just strip and be laid bare and not have any insecurities and it was really like inspiring to me I don't know if you felt the same too I remember just thinking like, wow, To there was that one chick in particular. She had half of her hair black and the other half yes. white. She competed yep. every night and the confidence that she had was just like, she's on stage, guys, in front of, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how many people, but a full crowd, let's just say. Yeah, a full crowd right. of people, full, you know, everyone's exhibition centre. Everyone's looking at you, everyone's judging you, but the crowd in in this environment, they're not judging you. They're cheering you on because you're up there, yeah. you're getting naked, you know, whatever body shape, size, colour, no matter gender, like whatever you are or go by, everyone's fucking cheering you on. And like... Day to day in the life that you and I live, babe, or, you know, you guys as listeners, it's not like we get that support in our community, in social media, but in no. this community at Love X, everyone is just like, you're you're amazing, you're sexy. And like, if only we lived in that kind of society day to day with our community who are living our streets in Melbourne or Sydney, you know, on the street, yep. fucking pop a smile and say, hey, rather than judging you because maybe you've got a midriff top on and a big double D tits. It, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or like, you know, you're even though you're not a size six and have hips, you can wear low rise jeans if you want. And who gives a shit if you've got a muffin top hanging out? You know what I mean? If you feel good about it, you go for a girlfriend. And it was so inspiring. It was. I, I just, I honestly, Love yeah. X was incredible. And guys, Love X is coming to Melbourne and Sydney next year. And if you do get a chance to go, honestly, it is such an eye opening experience. And you do walk away from it a better person you know whether that be with education or just embracing it's other it, yeah it's hard you to know explain, ways of living it? it's a, it's hard to it's, explain it is hard to explain to kind of like really find the right words of the way you feel when you walk away i mean dom and i were pretty cooked like we did 14 hours on saturday like by the end of that we were like well we are oh, really it tired. was i didn't even know like what day or time <laughs> it was by the end of that dude it was <laughs> like the things that we did i was trying to order an uber on uber eats Oh my god! And guys, I've got to tell you, in my exhaustion, this is this is so crazy. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the Facebook group if you've ever done anything as stupid as what I've done, right? So we were so exhausted. I was also I also had my period. Love that for me. Love that. Okay. So I was so exhausted that because my period was so heavy, I had worn a pad and a tampon. This is going to be TMI, but also who cares? So I went to the bathroom had my tampon thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to change my tampon as well and change the pad. I just changed my pad and instead of taking out the tampon, I put another tampon inside, right? And when I walked out, Izzy and Ella were there washing their hands. I'm like, guys, oh, God, it's a bit dry in there. It hurts when I put it in, you know? You know when – does that ever happen to you guys? And they're like, yeah, we know when it's at the end of your period. I'm like, fuck, that hurt a bit. Me, the dickhead, when I get home at 1230 hours to go later, have a shower, but hours, hours later. later, pulls out two fucking tampons out of my <laughs> vagina. I was fucking mortified. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, how? I've never done that in I've my I've never what, done that. Over 15 years of having my period, like, maybe almost, oh God, I can't even think now, but I've never done that. And that was a real moment where I was like, okay. I've put two tampons in. She's tried to order an Uber on Uber Eats. Like, we're officially cooked. We're cooked. That's how exhausted yeah. we were. We, we were so – and I also had a really shitty sleep the night before. I was having whack dreams from the first night. One of the male strippers was in my dream having an affair with one of my other best friends and I woke up being like, what – I'm It so, was uh, – Like, it was just – it was exhausting but so much fun. And, yeah, you guys definitely, like – Consider coming, like come to the Sydney and Melbourne one. Like, yes, it's different. Yes, it's out there. If you've never seen stuff like this before, yep, it could be a bit confronting for some, but just be open-minded and have fun with it. You know, there's amazing retailers. You can buy sex toys, lingerie, lubes, oils. Like, yes. You, there's just so many And different- the lube, can I just say that lube that we got? Okay, Wildfire. Shout out to Wildfire. Yeah. Okay. This lube. Now, we've spoken about lube on mm. here because, you know, we're getting a bit older. We need a bit of lube. But, hey, but I also this think that I also think since I started using lube, which has only really been recently, like with my new relationship, I actually find that it's, it's better. Yes. So yeah. this lube is next level. That's all I'm going to say. I very much enjoyed it. 
It feels amazing. It isn't oily. It isn't watery. It's like the perfect blend. It doesn't leave like shit everywhere, you know. It doesn't get messy, which I think lube, that's why people don't really like lube because, because it, it, can, it tends to get messy. Yeah, it can be messy and it gets kind it of can everywhere. Be me- like the silicone ones, everything feels real slimy after and it kind of yeah, sticks to your I, skin a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But this lube, mwah, love that. Wallfire. Shout out to... I can't. I don't know where it is right now, but the honey. I think it was H two O two. So it's called Real Good Honey. All right. So there was this incredible stand at Love X and a brand called Real Good Honey. It's you can eat the honey. It's like it's even better than Manuka honey. It's like TA thirty five plus, which is what they can only have it as in Australia approved. But it's actually higher than that. And it's black butt honey, Australian honey, harvested from eucalyptus whatever, that's the kind of bees. I don't – obviously I'm not a bee expert. Yeah. But we stumbled across it and this lovely lady that we met who is actually the owner, we started talking because Ella suffers from UTIs. We've spoken about it many times and she was like, oh, my God, stop everything. I've got to get this for you. Yeah. And have you tried it out? What's the verdict? So I haven't tried it yet but fact, honey is bee vomit. Yes, we learnt this. <laughs> they spew it up and then they leave it there and it's this beautiful, sweet, amazing stuff that can fucking kill fungus and bacteria. And I've got to talk a bit about fungus. All right, guys, so as we know, this bitch uh, went to the jungle, okay? This bitch went to the jungle. Uh, it was hot. It was humid. Could wash my hands. I had long nails at the time, like longish nails. So I get back from South Africa. Great, love love that. Like you know, back home can finally eat food. Um, go to get my nails done. Start noticing that underneath my nails there is. I don't even know how to describe it. I remember when I first saw them. I think we were in a ta- ta- Uber, Uber or something. Yeah, and, and I and I looked under your nails, and I'm like, babe, I don't know if that looks very good. Yeah. So, classic me, who's just like, oh, maybe it's just like it'll just go, you know, like it's not affecting me. Anyway, then I start, you know, it's been a few months now, so I've got my nails done a few times. The last time I got my nails done, the chick's like, babe, I think there's something wrong here. You're either allergic to the gel thing which I'm not which is great so I can go back to that now because I love the gel builder but she goes or you've got a fungus she said it's like really common clients get it um it's a thing lo and behold I go to the GP yesterday I'm like sir can you please look at this he goes yeah you've got a fungus under your nails so love that for me but guess how long it takes to kill a fungus you ready for this three months one a day tablet, three months. And what's the tablet? So it's not an antibiotic. It's like a different thing. But he said it's not going to give me thrush. It's not going to like make my, you know, whatever. But one a day. Can you believe this? The jungle gave me fungus. You should ask some of the other guys if it's happened to them. Well, it's kind of like now that I sat like – I saw, you know, Jack's sister yesterday and I was like, oh, I've got a fungus under my nails. And she just looked at me. She's like, oh. I'm like, I know. The second you say fungus, people are like, fuck. Yeah, it's, I know. It's like that show, The Last of Us. It's a fungus. It's killing people. It's growing in their brains. They're turning into zombies. 
I can confirm not turning into a zombie. It's just it's under just, your nails. Like, it's just under my nails. And like, it just looks like, it just honestly looks like the skin is just like a bit dry and lifted and like. It's lifting. So we love that, uh, but we love modern medicine because we can get a tablet that it's antifungal. But I will say I was putting topically the honey, but it was a bit, it's, it's honey, so it's, it's very yeah sticky, obviously. But yeah, wow. so that's, uh, my update was that I've got a fungus under my nails. Also, he gave me a cream for my perioral dermatitis. But $66 for a fucking cream. $66. $66. And she's like, do you have a health fund? I'm like. No, which I should have a health fund, but I don't. But anyway, look, I've started putting it on. Hopefully it works. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday was like a, a trip to the doctor. Had to get a blood test because this drug apparently could have effects on my liver. I mean. It was a whole thing, babe. I was like, she had to prick me twice in both arms. Oh. It, was a, it was an ordeal yesterday, I tell you what. Yeah. But fun. we got there in the end. And you got to um, take care of yourself. you got to do these things, you know. We've got Exactly. To- I want. I had a long appointment. I made sure I booked in for a long appointment. And also some more news is that I got a new mental health plan and I'm slowly going to go off my antidepressants because I'm going to finally have a check for my ADHD and I want to be oh, re-diagnosed fresh because I haven't been diagnosed in 15 years. And I'm like, you know what? This is the time in my life that I want to put me first and I want to put my own mental health first. So it was really interesting though because my GP, he was – so great like I've it's so hard to find a great GP that's going to sit down and have that conversation with you and go in in depth because I said to him I was like look it's been over 15 years that I've been diagnosed with an anxiety and depressive disorder and you know knowing I guess how my body reacts to certain things and situations I feel as though I do have like ADHD and that's where my anxiety stems from. Have you ever been tested for ADHD? No, I've never – I haven't done the test and that's why I, I actually – I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm finally at a point in my life now where I want to really – it's been over 15 years that I've gone and done all the tests and to even see if I still have an anxiety and depressive disorder. Like who even knows? Like I'm just on this medication. And that's why I just thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to do the plan. He wrote it up for me and I'm really happy and I can't wait. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm sharing this with you guys too because – it's not me saying this is what you should be doing as well. This is me as a 30-year-old who's been on medication for 15 years that's like, okay, I'm, I'm taking back control of my mental health now and I want to start fresh again. Four years ago, I, I was going through a divorce. That definitely wasn't the right time to go off it. Then I went on maths, definitely not the right time. The, you know, the last two years has been crazy, but I feel as though I've, I'm at a point in my life now where I've got stuff organised enough where I've got the support around me. Yeah. I think that now and when you're where you're at in life and where, you know, n- in nearly going into our 30s, you being 30 as well, you feel like you have a bit more control of yes your thoughts. Some yeah. may, may not. Look, I'm, you know, maybe not that's the same for everyone, but I think for you and where you're at, you have more of an understanding of your mental health, of your, you know, the thoughts that you have and you have more control of it. And I think that weaning off or – you know, slowly coming off the medication, you'll be able to understand your thought process more because you're older and you're more aware. Hundred percent, and and living with, you know, dealing with anxiety and knowing what triggers me, and I guess 
you know, the ways that I can deal with that now. Yeah. That's what that medication was meant to help me do. I I technically, you're not meant to be on it forever. Okay. Like you tech, you can, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just a serotonin. Like it's just replacing the serotonin in your brain, but it did what I wanted it to do. But I'm, I'm excited now to be at a point in my life where I can actually take control of that and be like, Hey, I actually want to go off. Cause for a number of years my doctors were like no don't go off it like why do you want to go off it why yeah and that's why a lot of them do say that a lot and even you know for me in the pill it's it's very much similar it's like why go off if it works you know you feel great you got no bad side effects so just stay on it and that's what they tend to say and next year that's gonna be uh i mean you guys will hear all about it because i'm gonna share that journey when i it's gonna be your journey yeah and it's gonna be amazing to share because so many women are are wanting to start that and don't know what to do, where to start, what you know. Well, and, and it's scary. Sharing, it's yeah, scary. It is. Yeah, like I'm like, scared. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm, I'm nervous to go off this. Not, not because I'm like scared of relapsing, whatever you want to call call yeah. it. It's because I've had bad experiences in the past where I've gone off it too soon, and like the come down, if you want to call it that, or like the. It, it, it's traumatic and I probably do have a little bit of PTSD from that, to be honest with you. M- my teenage years were really quite traumatic for me um, going through all of that stuff. And I don't think I've really spoken about my teenage years a lot, which I it would be interesting to go into a lot more and, and the ways that I dealt with all of that. But I just wanted to share that with you guys that I've, I've bit the bullet. I'm going to do it. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I'm exciting. so excited. I was so excited to tell you that too because I'm like, it's the right time yeah. and I want to just like – And I'm here, babe. I'm here that. for you if you need, I don't know, a reminder of what – and that's what we need sometimes. We need reminders why we're trying to make yeah. this change, you know. It's it's a yeah. reminder of, you know, this is why you're doing this because, it, yep, it's going to yeah. be hard. It's going to be different. You're going to have your challenges. You're going to have your down days. But then you have the support around you to remind you this is why you're doing it, babe, and you're going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm at a point now where I, I'm adult enough to know that, you know, we're all human. We all have our sad down days and that's okay. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that I still have depression because yeah. it's funny when you say, like when I say I've got an anxiety and depressive disorder, people are like, oh, she's depressed. Yeah. Oh, she's depressed. It, it's actually not like that at all. It just means that you have a tendency to potentially have more of those down days and when you have those down days it just takes you a little bit longer to I guess come out back of it, up come out of it um, yeah. and, and that's all it means it doesn't mean that I'm like chronically crying sitting in the corner at home it doesn't yeah. mean that at all um and it, it's just all about changing the stigma of of mental health and yeah that's what we're just trying to do here as well and I'm sharing it and I'm being completely open and honest and you know mm. there might be days where I'm like oh, fuck this and whatever but yeah it's it's doing it for me now, you know. I'm like, for so many years I listened to what other people wanted me to do. Like my parents, you're going on this medication, Dominica. Doctors, why do you want to go off it? It's, you know, nothing. But this is – I'm doing this for me. And I, I it's the same as with you doing, you know, for going off the pill and, mm. and doing that. So – We'll yeah, get that's there. The little, that's my update. I feel like I've, there's been a lot happening but um, – I mean, the week after Love X just flew, I'm leaving to go overseas in like... I can't even believe that I've already been away. Like, I can't even... Be- I've already been away for a week. Wait, no, I know. five days. That, that's flown. That's but, seriously like, flown. 
That's just crazy. And, and we're going to record another episode, guys, because I do want to share, I want to share, I guess, how Bali's been so far and my experience with the healer. You guys might have seen on my social. So we'll do, we are going to record an extra bonus episode yes. about that. Yeah, um, we are. We just wanted to come on here and just fill you guys in on because I, I know that our socials were inundated uh, not only with Vush, with our toy that's launched and it's gone gangbusters and we're just so proud and it's been amazing, but with the Love X stuff and obviously not everyone could have attended and, you know, maybe some people were uh, a little bit interested after we uploaded um, the chat that we had on the panel there, which was yeah. really cool. And also we met some of you guys, some of you came yes. and met us. And, like, that was really special, you know. That's always the biggest compliment for Dom and I is when someone comes up to us and say, I'm a listener, like, I listen to the podcast and we're like, ah, that's always the biggest compliment I feel with anything that we really do. Like, it's so personal that you guys sit and listen to us, whatever you might be doing, and, you know, you are really on the journey with us, like, on a deep level. You do know us. Like, you really honestly do fucking know us. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the – it really is the reason that we do this, like getting to meet you guys and knowing that you love the podcast and you listen to it on your way to work or when you're going for a walk. It's just, it makes our day. And it was so lovely to meet you all, um, the yeah. people that came up and got photos and had a little chat at Love X. It was, it really, even though we were exhausted, that those were the moments yeah. that we were like, oh my God, we held on to those because it was just so lovely to actually get to meet everyone. Because w- when we do this, it's like we're, you know, recording in a studio or recording from home and you don't realise that this you know, people are listening and there's, you know, the faces and getting to put the faces to the listeners is always yeah. so lovely. So thank you guys so much for listening to this little catch-up. Um, once again, if you haven't joined us in the Facebook group, go and join us there. Follow us on all our socials and keep being amazing, guys. We love you. We love I you. I didn't know what I was going to say at the end. Yeah. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye.